Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Sunshine's happy. Friday. Whether you're watching this live or you're on the podcast, I'm so excited you're here. If you are live with me, you can put in your questions, comments, conversations. If you are listening to this via the podcast, please know that you can email me hello at jessicastong.com and I will always answer your questions the following week. So I love this. I didn't realize how much, how much fun this would be. Let's be clear here. Most things are fun for me because why? I decide they're going to be fun. Not because all of a sudden they're like easy and breezy. No, I make the decision. You have to know in the beginning, showing up live was overwhelming to me. But as we are doing in the Lives of Courage, Courageous Confidence Month, um, Lives of Courage, Courageous Life Society, we are taking one step a day in courage or one step a day in confidence. Um, And so I love this principle because it requires me as well. We're putting it into action, sweet friends, together in community or with my one-on-one clients. It's accountability as well. Like, I'm like, what did you do this week? That, what did you do today? That you are like, I stepped outside of my comfort zone. So often in life, we are stuck in ruts and we do not have someone outside of us saying, did you take a step? outside of comfort today, this week, what does that look like for you? And here's the deal. Your courageous act will look dramatically different than someone else's. Uh, Your courageous act might not be going on live or writing a book or starting a business. Your courageous act might be having a difficult conversation with someone. When you don't have time, you don't want to. It might be choosing something for your child that feels remarkably overwhelming. It might be starting a new food plan, a new exercise routine, when everything inside of you wants to just keep going as life has always been. When that primitive brain is saying, I will not change, not on my watch, not today. So I really want you to think about what life is like for you, what life is going on for you. If you're watching this live, hello, Theo walked this necklace up to me and thought it would look perfect with this outfit today. Thank you that I have a four-year-old stylist. Like you guys, how lucky am I that I have someone looking out for style? I love it. Okay, so here we go. We have four questions today. We'll see how many we get through. I'm trying to keep these at 20-ish minutes. We'll see. Um, This question, I have received this question or variations of this question 
since March. And it is this, how can I be okay when my life is not okay? And so I really want to offer to you, what does it mean when your life is not okay? What are you making that mean? What do you expect for your life as well? I think the best thing we can do is ask questions and look at our thinking, look at our emotions. And so here's the deal. So what is it that's not okay in your life? For some of us, we're like not okay with the pandemic. We're not okay with virtual schooling. We're not okay with our husband and our marriage. We're not okay with the job we have right now. We're not okay with the political situation in our world. We're not okay with fill in the blank, right? There will always be circumstances in our life that will not feel right. And here's what I go back to every single time. And it is the truth of what I know is that even if our circumstances, the situations around us, other people are not okay, are not what we would wish them to be, are not what we would want them to be. We get one choice. We get to control one thing and one thing only, and that is us. We cannot control our husband. We cannot control the pandemic. We cannot control, I mean, to some degree, we can't control our children's emotional states. We may think we can, we can't. Newsflash, we can't control whether people are wearing masks. We can't control what politicians are saying. But the thing we can control is our thoughts, our emotions, and the actions we take in our life. And to me, that is, is life-changing, life-affirming. So often we fight against our reality. We fight against our world. We're like, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And instead of like feeling angry and, and, and processing that or feeling anxious and processing that, we instead turn to placeholder emotions because we think those are easier, of which we're going to talk about in the emotional health a module in the Courageous Life Society, but here's the deal. We often will say, I'm just going to worry about this because worry, I've practiced worry all my life. So I'm going to spend my time worrying because that feels safe to me. Instead of just processing my anger at my life not being okay or my life not being what I thought it was, I'm instead going to worry or doubt or be confused or sit and overthink things. That's really just worry. And so I think so much of the time we can be okay when my life, when your life isn't okay by just feeling your feelings, people. Instead of thinking, nope, I need to think positive about this. Nope, I'm not going to let myself be negative. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail. We know 
that if we are actively resisting our life when it's not okay, if we're actively saying, not on my watch, it's going to persist. Those emotions will hang around like a really annoying person that's always telling you your life isn't okay. You know you have those people in your life that are negative. Negative Nellies, negative Nancys, that they never seem to be okay. They never seem to be satisfied. I love that song in Hamilton. By the way, it plays on repeat at our house. Like, how do we just come to be content, to be satisfied? And that does not mean that we don't work for change. In fact, to like be content and to be confident is then on the other side to work for change in our life. You guys know that this week has been deeply difficult for my son. He reads the news. He's 11. Yes, I know. Maybe he shouldn't be reading the news, but he does. I always get, sometimes I get personal messages about what people maybe think I shouldn't be doing with my children. It's super helpful. As you guys know, I have this motto, oh bless. And I think that I just bless people who provide feedback about my parenting. Bless you. I appreciate that you have opinions about my life. I, bl I bless you for caring about others. But I'm going to manage my own mind. And I'm going to manage my own opinions about what I do, what my let my children do about all the things. Okay, so I got off on a tangent, right? I think the more work we do to put ourselves out there and the more work we do to put our like our unique message out in the world, I believe that I am called to share this knowledge and share this information. I have been uniquely given these life situations, these life circumstances. And it is my calling and my duty. I believe we all have a calling and a duty. And it will look different for you or anybody on this call or listening to this on uh, the replay on the podcast. But I know that I have a responsibility to share what I have been given. And people will have opinions of that. But I cannot let that stopped me from sharing what I don't know deep in my heart that was given to me. That I was uniquely, I've everything up until this point, I've been prepared and I've been called to do this. And I want to help you find that same calling in your life. I feel super passionate about this. Not even what I'm supposed to talk about today. You guys know I can't follow a schedule. I, I have four questions to talk about and here I am talking about life's purpose. Because I know that the moment that your life changes is the moment you find your purpose. And your purpose might be taking care of your children and then taking care of others. I don't judge. I do not discriminate. I do not say that this is purpose is better than others. But I know that to fill that deep, like that sense of meaning and that sense of calling and that sense of drive 
And those emotions that you want to create, you need to find your purpose. And if you're like, I don't know what it is, then you email me immediately and we're going to do the work together. But that's neither here nor there. Here's what I have. Like we see our children struggling in this world. They're struggling just as adults are struggling. And sometimes they are, they lack the tools. No, they do lack the tools. They have mis undeveloped prefrontal cortexes because here's newsflash. They don't fully develop until mid twenties. And then we all still have gaps. And so we're telling our children, your brain, we're telling our children, your brain needs to process all the strife in the world, all the overwhelm, all the changes when we are not able to do that ourselves, when we are constantly struggling in our brains, when we are constantly fighting against the reality of our life, we're saying, no, I, I don't want this happening. So I'm going to fight against it. And then we're asking our children to just process it and move on. That is so unfair because we don't even have the tools on how to process our emotions. And I like, I think that is the deep work of our lives is to learn how to process our emotional experience. And I, I said this on my Instagram stories. I have a pro tip. No, I just made that up. It's not a pro tip. It's a life long journey. I believe that everybody should be exploring. We think to get results in our life, it's often we change the action we take. So when I, when your life is not okay, you're like, I'm going to take action. I'm going to eat differently. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to do all this internet research. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to take dramatic action overreaction, right? We know there's three types of action. So when your life isn't okay, you're like, I'm going to ch change my action. Or when your life isn't okay, you might have heard someone talk about mindset. Thank you, Dr. Carol Dweck, who I I had her, you know, I was, I've been recording videos for the Courageous Life Society Emotional Health, and I'm quoting Carol Dweck. But we think that mindset is just thinking thoughts, affirmations, and enforcing those. But the ticket here to long-term results, behavior change, new thinking, is to understand, accept, and create emotion. Mic drop. I can't I say mic drop for my own life? right? Or my own statements. But I believe that we have, we are confused in this world. We have got all of us. We've got to start with our emotional health, sweet friends. And whether that is through therapy or that is through coaching, but you need to find a coach who deeply, or a therapist, some therapists, don't understand their emotional experience. I'm just going to say it. I've been in that world. You have to find someone who deeply understands the emotional 
world and who has lived it, sweet friends, who doesn't just like intellectualize these experiences. That is why I think so many of us are searching for podcasts. We're searching for books because we want to keep it in an intellectual exercise. It's a cognitive experience of the world. And how do we take it from that intellectual experience to application, to change? And that is when you walk with someone. Look at me pointing. That is when you walk with someone and someone helps you apply application, journey. Like you have accountability to say this, this emotional avoidance is not serving me. This emotional pretending not serving me. And so I choose a new life. I choose something new. I choose something bigger. I choose to change my life. And that is through first learning how you probably are the habitual patterns that you have to reject emotions now. We're going to cover that. It is also learning how to accept and own your emotions now and not like throw in placeholder emotions that pretend to be helpful because you're avoiding the actual emotion. And then it is learning how to create emotions. And here's what I think so many of us want to do. We want to be happy without, like, we just want to get to happy. We want to get to joy. We want to get to peace. And we are not understanding that all of it rests on first acknowledging what's going on now and, and processing that. So if you are ready to be like, okay, I got this. Like, how can I be okay when my life isn't okay? Acknowledge your thoughts and feelings now. Instead of saying, I want my life to change. I want my actions to change. I want my circumstance to change. No, the first step is just to acknowledge what is coming up for you. And so many of us are so afraid to do that. We're so afraid to take that step, to take the journey into saying, what does this mean? What am I making this mean? When my life isn't what I thought it would be, does that mean I failed? When my kids aren't acting the way they should be acting, who decides? Have I failed? When I'm not where I want to be in my career, when I'm not, my business isn't where I want to be, what am I making that mean? And that, my friends, requires courage. It requires honesty and it requires commitment. You can be okay when your life isn't okay. And here's the deal. You can also have many emotions and hold those at once. I think one of our cognitive distortions is that it needs to be either or. And I find myself in this trap so often is that like, I see such love in my family and in my, like, Theo drew me a heart today. He's been working on drawing hearts just so he could draw me a heart. My 
gosh, you guys. Ah. Like I see such love. And then I look outside and I see such pain and I feel such pain for others. For Breonna Taylor, for like, it makes me want to cry. And here's what I know. How do I hold both of those? How do I see my children and think I am so in love? I am so full of love. How do I hold love? And how do I hold pain at the same time? Those of you who have experienced deep grief know this. We fall into these cognitive distortions that it is either or. Black or white thinking fails us every time. So how do we hold all parts of the human emotional experience? How do we create space for all of those, those, those experiences? And how do we hold true to how like, the emotions we're having and being honest and true and good requires us, sweet friends, to feel our emotions, right? How revolutionary, how revolutionary that we have to feel. We're not going to stuff it down. You know, we are, as I, uh, I discussed um, in the Instagrams, our family motto, and this, this uh, weekend we're doing an art project, which I am not an art project kind of gal, but I love to put visual representations of what we are working on as a family up. You guys know I use anchor thoughts. I write out anchor thoughts for Henry. I draw anchor thoughts for Henry. Sometimes we'll write him anchor thoughts, even if he does not consent. But you guys know I do not coach people without their consent. So, but I, we have family anchor thoughts as well. And our family anchor thoughts for October is be the change you wish to see in the world. So how are we living that? How am I living that? Because as someone in the Courageous Life Society said, you have to first Embrace and, and, and be what you're asking your children to embrace and be. And so if we're expecting our kids to do something that we are unable to do, sweet friends, we're asking a lot of them. We're not doing the work ourselves. Um, I read Daniel C. Well, you guys know I have a love deep love affair with Dr. Daniel Siegel and all of his books. Uh, but he wrote uh, Parenting from the Inside Out. It doesn't matter if you're a parent of a baby or a 48-year-old. I mean, yes, it's probably. But the work is the same. We are owning our experiences and not forcing our children to be in control of our emotions. So, so this month, um, I had, you guys know, so it's 22 minutes in and I have one question answered. How can I be okay with my, okay. Um, I, I, I have two kid related questions. I'm everything to my kids with virtual schooling and I'm exhausted and I'm fed up. And how do I help my kids navigate this time? So here's uh, my exciting announcement. I don't know. I just said it was exciting because again, 
my emotion go to emotion is excitement it's not fake it's just i've practiced it so often it's so so easy for me and it's what i feel often is um so my exciting announcement um in the courageous life society i will be posting yes we are doing emotional health um this month is our topic for october but i will also be supporting moms as well so you could come in for emotional health or you could come in for um how how do i manage it all how do i help my kids i'll be giving tools i will be um, coaching on that we'll do evening coaching sessions um so we'll have coaching we have 10 a.m uh central standard time coaching via zoom for uh the topic emotional health and then we will be doing separate coaching calls for managing our lives when we are trying to manage others experiences because here's the deal no one expected this we don't feel okay and i want to help you and i want to give you the tools to help you feel okay sweet friends so just just so you know we have two modules launching in october um and that really like really it's just coaching around uh being mom during this time and okay so the last question um, is what is the deal? I go to change and I'm good for a few weeks and then I give up. Oh, I'm so glad. I, this person sent it to me and I, I, in all capital letters was like, I love this. Probably not helpful to their um, situation for a coach to be like, I love this, but I do love this. I love this question because this is so many of us have this experience that we're like, today's the day i am changing and so we decide to change everything about our lives and then two weeks in maybe four days in it's too much and we tell our brains we failed right we don't know how to overcome obstacles we don't know how to work with our brains we're starting with a mismanaged brain and it's not our fault that we've quit I want you to repeat this. Like, I haven't had the right tools yet. We're not gonna say something's wrong with me. We're gonna say I haven't had the right tools yet. And that stops now. Okay, so here's the deal. I believe that so many of us think that it is willpower and discipline, self-discipline that will help us change our action. Right? That's what we've been told all our lives. Just try. Put your mind to it. But that creates a firestorm in our brains. First off, you're going to fatigue your prefrontal cortex and it's not going to work on you. You're going to be like, I'm done. By the end of the day, let's say you're changing what you eat. By the end of the day, you're going to eat what you shouldn't eat because you're going to fight your brain the whole day and you're going to be exhausted. Secondly, that primitive brain is going to send you lots of messages of overwhelm and like, you can't change on me. We had a commitment to stay the same. Our primitive brain, you hear me say this so much, but I think we have got to remember this in every moment. So I will never stop saying this. Our primitive brain seeks pleasure, avoids pain keeps the status quo and like prevents you from, keeps you safe. 
like it's the it's the lines and tigers and bears of my mind. So when you go to change that, if you don't know what your primitive brain is doing, you think that those are messages. Those are your real thoughts that you've created by your higher level brain. It's not sweet friends. You have been listening to the lies of your primitive brain, that negative Nancy for far too long, but you haven't known that you have these competing interests. This, this, this conversation, this, this, the struggle in your brain is real sweet friends. And we are, are operating with that lack of knowledge. So when your primitive brain is like, not on my watch, heck no, you're not changing. Of course you're going to stop. And I don't want to say give up. Like we need to learn how to quit on purpose. We need to just like be like, I'm making this choice. We think that when we go to change and it gets hard, we don't have a choice. We think that an obstacle is a sign to turn around and go back. It's nothing else. And that is untrue. We're going to always remember that and we're going to visualize you're driving somewhere. Like we have to drive to Winfield for appointments for Henry. We're not going to, I'm not going to go halfway there and get stopped by cows. True story. Get stopped by cows and turn around and come back. What is the quote? You guys know I butcher quotes. I didn't come this far to come this far. I'm not going to turn around. So what we need to do is train our brain to see obstacles is just like, ah, I'm just going to wait right here, figure it out and keep going. We need to pause. So when you visualize, when you have new understandings of what obstacles mean, what your primitive brain is doing, you change a relationship with change. Do you like what I did there? You change your understanding of what it means to change. You guys know one of the, the four pillars, the four C's of the cycle of courage is change because no one knows how to change. We are not taught how to change in school. In fact, I think it wires in fear and, and learned helplessness. We're not taught how to change. And that, that, stops now. I love, I get so uh, passionate about change. I often, um, I would give talks about how to change your brain, but it's, it's changing your thoughts to change your life. But it is more, we know because of the cognitive behavioral tool that I teach, it's our thoughts, our emotions, which we've talked about in the first part of this conversation, our actions and our results. It is not just our actions, just not just our thoughts as we've described. But when we are changing, when we go to change, our brains don't know how to do it. So we give up, we quit and that stops now. Okay. So sweet friends, if you're ready to change, if you're ready to figure out your emotional health, I've got you courageous life society, $67 a month, one-on-one -on -one coaching, hanging out, Watch these videos, listen to the podcast. If that's where you're at right now, do that. I will never not, I will never 
not provide information, that was the double negative. I will always give you the tools for free because I believe everyone should have access to this knowledge. But if you want someone to walk with you and hold you accountable, that's when you are like, hey, boo, how are you doing? I got you. Okay, if you have questions, if you are listening to this on the replay, you know to send me an email, hello at jessicastong.com uh, with questions for next week. Ah, I love this so much. Mwah. Thank you, sweet friends. Have a great uh, weekend. Happy Friday. Enjoy. Thanks. If I can figure out how to end. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.